I got 30 pounds of muscle and I'm all hamstrings. No glute at all. <laughs> it's just need a need a lower back. It's just all one thing. Straight road. I-95. Just all the way up. <laughs> interstate. You just got you just got interstate ass. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Marshall Mind Podcast. Today we are going to be discussing like three different seminars we went to, the Dragon Boat Festival, what it's like going from a beginner student to an intermediate student, and uh, not hating yourself as much. I'm Ryan, and I'm here with Ed and John. That last piece of advice is clearly... uh, No, uh, that's for you, because you hate you, and I hate you. We didn't put that in the rundown. (laughs) I hate all... God Why are we it. here? Just having a full breakdown, like immediately. Yeah, one hundred percent. Just like immediate, immediate emotional collapse. Yeah. But guys, this is this is the last episode so, of the Marshall Mind podcast. Oh, dude, I just scared. I didn't know you had your computer in your hand, and I saw it tipping. It's three thousand dollars <laughs> slammed to the floor. You know. Um. So, quite a lot has happened. Um. What was it? Last weekend? Was it last weekend? Two weekends ago? Two weekends ago. Um. Ed and I we went to. A two-day seminar, and then on the first day of the seminar, we went to the uh, Deadly Art of Survival convention, which is pretty cool. Um, so we could probably start with that. Um, we went with um, Sifu Lloyd and uh, and Sigong, and we went into the it went into the city. We went into Harlem, uh, and it was basically a um, for the Deadly Art of Survival. <laughs> God damn it, John. You're like keep talking as you like slowly are moving the mic like into my mouth. I did. You're like don't stop talking. Um, <laughs> Pretend like I'm not here. Um, but yet yeah, uh, two, uh, I think uh, two weekends ago, uh, Ed and I went with um, Sifu and Sigong to the Deadly Art of Survival convention. Um, and again, the Deadly Art of Survival is um, a magazine that is uh, basically highlighting um, traditional martial artists, both from the East Coast and the West Coast. And um, Sigong's actually in one of the editions. He's in the, I think, the East Coast Kung Fu edition. Um, so at the convention, they had all the different, um, a lot of different people from the magazine there as well. Um, they also had seminars running the whole day uh, and um, different demonstrations. Uh, so uh, Ed and I got to, uh, you know, uh, be there with them, help, you know. And basically, we were, I mean, we spent most of the day, honestly, just taking different people's seminars the whole day. And then got to help yeah, that out. That whole weekend feels like a fever dream yeah. at this point. And then we got to uh, help out with Sigong's seminar as well. Uh, but it was really cool getting, getting to do a whole bunch of different martial arts. We did um, did a little bit of uh, very basic Brazilian jiu-jitsu. We did um, a lot of, a decent amount of Japanese jiu-jitsu, some ninjutsu, um, and then um, and then Sigong's as well, which was really cool. Um, and, you know, we got to work a lot of our cool stuff of, you know, switch fighting and, you know, pretty basic for our, for, you know, for, for our school, you know, you know, pretty basic stuff. Um, but it was, you know, very fundamental and very, you know, it was just great, you know, seeing the energy in the room for that was, was pretty awesome. And for me, again, being in environments like that, where you're kind of in either like a convention or a meetup type setting where people are kind of doing, do similar stuff or from, are from similar backgrounds that you're from. Um, it just gives me a lot of that type of like you know, life momentum in, in moving forward. Um, but it was, uh, it was pretty cool, you know, being able to be there and help represent the school and represent Sigong was, uh, it's always a cool experience. Your first time wearing a black sash out also. Yeah. Yeah. That whole weekend, that whole weekend was like that. Um, I got to, uh, I got a little, I got a little pre-show of the black sash pre, pre-sash. Well, I mean, it's not pre, you're allowed sure now, you know what I mean? So like, but, but like how, how did that feel? 
being you know representing the school as one of the school's black sashes out at a seminar with one of Seagong's teachers. Really fucking cool. Really fucking cool. Like I know it's like just a piece of cloth, and I know it's like whatever, but like. You know, it's it's fucking cool. You know, it's there is a different, in a good way. There's a different, I think, a different standard that you know other people put on someone with a black belt or a black sash, and also now different standards that I think in a healthy way I can put on myself of like upholding certain things and certain physical standards and martial standards. Um, so it's it feels fucking cool. You feel like I have a cape on. Dude, I saw the, uh, there was a reel or, or where's just, my super suit? Uh, <laughs> there was a reel from um from the Dragon Boat Festival where you were in your grades, and I was like, look at Ryan, look at this guy, so cool, man. We're all so proud of you, we Thank really you. are. Thank you. Yeah, it's the um, oh, we're please. in. <gasps> wow. <laughs> God damn it. Well, and 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 you're in the you know and 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 the and the tops that they give us now are the are the you know you've been a. Uh, Granted a seat on the council, but you're not given the rank of master tops, which I love. <laughs> what do you mean? This is unheard of. Just, just, just fucking Hayden Christensen being Hayden Christensen. Uh, but yeah, they look like Jedi tops, which are really fucking cool. They're, they're the the Northern Shaolin tops that you can get online that a lot of the monks are wearing now, with like the yellow stitching across the top of of the collar. They're they're cool. They're it's cool to wear. They're really flowy. You know? Yeah, they are. They are super flowy. Um, but um. The yellow stitching is a nice touch. I it like is. <laughs> it is. Um, so we had so we had that on Saturday, and then also earlier in the day on Saturday and on Sunday, we had a two-day seminar at um, Sifu Raul School, which is one of our teacher's teachers. Teacher's teacher? Teacher's teachers, right? Two yeah, days. Yeah. 300 years you, old. <laughs> teacher's 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 teacher. <laughs> it's just... He's made of dust, actually. <laughs> we're just performing martial arts in front of an urn. Like yeah. just, it's fucking Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> so the two-day seminar was hosted at Chief Rural Ortiz's school, who, again, is a seven-star seven star praying mantis stylist uh, studying under Grandmaster Lee Kum Wing in uh, Great Neck, New York. And the first day of the seminar was a Tai Chi Mantis double-headed spear form taught by Sifu Gun Orochan of the KO Martial Arts Academy in Mamaroneck, New York. Um, awesome instructors. We, we, we have the privilege of working with these guys all the time. Like, Sifu Gun is always supporting us. Sifu Rule is always supporting us. So, like, we make sure in our martial community that we're always supporting them, you know? Yeah. And so we have this extended family, even though I'm not directly from their lineage, like, they know we know each other. We train with each other. We've had you know lots of uh, amazing, not just martial lessons, but life lessons. You know, we're privileged enough to have been bestowed upon us by these these teachers, and it was really inspiring. Just the level of of effort that's put in to have the techniques that precise. You know, like there's a lot in double headed spear form that like had to be very precise, or you'll stab yourself. So yeah. you're learning all these different techniques. It was a really cool form. It was. Really, really cool form. And we just busted that out for like three hours, two and a half, three mm-hmm. hours, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just drenched, drenched in sweat, yeah. training outside in the sun. And it was awesome. Awesome. Absolutely amazing. Um, and then after that was the Deadly Art of Survival. We went straight from there and drove right into Manhattan for the Deadly Art of Survival convention. And I have to say like – a whole day of martial arts like that was like the perfect day. Yeah. Uh, Ryan and I drove home after that and we had to call John. We had to like just call him and just tell him 
about the day that we had, and I think you were out of state at work. Yeah, I was working, and I got the call from you guys, and I was just like, oh, I really just wish I could have been a part and of it. And we just wanted to share with you so bad, and we were just like, oh my god, yeah. and that's another cool thing that... So the Deadly Art of Survival magazine is an awesome magazine that really highlights some excellent martial artists. And it was, we've said this before, started by the Ingram family, um, Shidoshi Nathan Ingram. He's a, he's a legend in the martial arts. And he has just really, him and his son have put forth so much effort into creating this, this, uh, it's like the, like the, the magazines of the past. You know what I mean? Remember you'd, you'd wait for that issue to come out and you get that, remember, remember Gamer Manual? You'd Gamer. wait. Game Informer. Game I had. Informer. That's what yeah. it was, right? Game Remember Informer. Game Informer? Your Game Informer would come game for the month, Informer. and that's where like all the information. You'd be like fourteen, fifteen years old, and like Game Informer would show up to your Dude, house, and you'd be game like, "Oh Informer. my god!" You get all the latest news on everything, right? So like, Deadly Art of Survival is like, holy shit! Here are all these like unbelievable American and eventually worldwide um, martial artists being showcased and their stories being told. And, it, and like some of the, the lives of the people in them, I won't ruin it for you guys. I mean, we've read to you some excerpts about our instructors, but we also have our some of our students that are in that magazine. Mm. We have, you know, we you know, hopefully one day we'll get in there. And what we would like is to have the Ingrams on the podcast. That'd be great. Um, we yeah. made the connection at the convention, yeah, with but the... now it's just figuring out our work schedules and reaching out to the Ingrams with a date that, excuse me, we can all actually do. Um, and. Uh, yeah, so to be able to go from Great Neck right into Manhattan to the convention was unbelievable. And then Ryan and I were just like, we paid to be here. We're going right upstairs, and we're taking every single seminar. And I have to say, I think we're like maybe a couple others, but we took every seminar except for the last one because we had to go home. Yeah, we took almost all of them. It was like, f- what, like five hours of just like... yeah. Yeah, yeah Just yeah. like straight we through martial about, arts. We like 7.30. Yeah. From like 3.30 to 7.30. After training the whole morning, yeah, Man, I really so. wish I could have been there, guys. That but sounds it, it like was so great. much fun. And and one of the things that we wanted to talk about was just like, and I'll let you riff on this. Like, you you were talking about like just how how similar things are when you process them through the filter of like your own understanding, like how much similarities there are between the martial arts. Yeah, and that's I mean that's what Sigung says all the time. Is it's like you know everything is ver- everything is the same. You know, a lot of the time, or everything can be can be very similar. Like again, with us, like we we were seeing a lot of. Um, either Japanese Jap- uh, Japanese jiu-jitsu or ninjutsu there as well, which, again, is a lot of that is just, you know, China. A lot of that is just, like, seizing and locking. And even stuff, too, that gets into... Um, I don't know the names of them, unfortunately, but even, like, in, like, BJJ, like, they have certain, like, um, shoulder locks and things like that that are, like, the same, except we do them standing up. Or, like, you know, um, certain, like, arm drags and underhooks that, like, we do as well, but just lead to a different outcome. You know, it's all, it's, it's so much of it is so much of everything is super similar. Um, and you know, with that day too, again, seeing a lot of the, you know, similarities in intention and footwork and just, you know, um, just a lot of stuff, a lot of base rep recipe being the same, but just the flavoring and the garnish being, being kind of different, you know, kind of filter that's being put through. And you know, I think we did pretty well, like not to toot our own horns, but like, I think we represented the school really well. Let's toot them. Let's toot them. Let's toot them. Let's toot those horns. <laughs> um, I think I think we did pretty well. No, I think so too. Um, we, re- we I think we Seagong was happy. We represented, re- helped represent the school well. And then uh, to break down, uh, you know, with some honorable mentions, um, there was uh, Damian McLeod was the uh, the BJJ black belt that mm-hmm. taught us with the BJJ. So thank you very much for taking your time and and uh, 
breaking down some of those techniques with us and what yep. we what we what we learned because like BJJ is this thing that's like so on the forefront of popular culture and it's a very effective martial art. But one thing Ryan and I realized is like, oh wow, this is all Gina. So like, you know, like if you're guy if you guys are kung fu practitioners out there and you're working your self defense scenarios and like you get taken to the ground. You know, like in Sanda, we call them reversals, but like it's it's China, you know, it's China. It's like even the way he had us use the the, the knee bar in the hip to kind of like break the grip and to uh, and to create leverage. Mm-hmm. It's all fulcrums and levers. It's all the creation of leverage and the use of your opponent's position to their disadvantage. You know, it's just in a different plane. So the the uh, you know, it's like body mechanics are very similar. It's just the uh, the 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 way it's practiced is very different. Yeah, because the because because you're you're not dealing with your center of gravity and balance from standing. So it's just the that's like I think that's like the big the big difference. You kind of want to cuddle, but you kind of want to do a lot of harm. That's like, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, danger cuddle. Danger, danger cuddle. cuddle. <laughs> um, so there. So Damian McLeod was the was the black belt. Uh, Hassan Kalik. That was um, that was another awesome open hand seminar. So thank you again for that. Uh, he talked a lot about um, the points. Yeah, like trick was it trigger points, pressure points, D- uh, different acupuncture points to be used. He pulled out a trigger point manual to show how pain radiates. You know what I mean? And it was cool. It was it was a lo- lot of really interesting information. Um, Grandmaster Thomas Getling, special shout out for uh, calling me out in front of everybody and making me keep my eyes up. That was a valuable lesson. I really appreciate that. Um, that was um, nunchucks. That was nunchucks, and I beat the shit out of myself with those nunchucks. I've yep. never used nunchucks before, but it definitely gave me a new respect for the weapon because, like, all the stuff like around the shoulders and everything, like, I'm just slamming myself in the head because I'm like, wow, I'm really limited in my shoulder mobility right now, mm-hmm. you know. And thinking about that, and opening it up, has kind of helped with other techniques as well. Like even just that one little lesson, like I was doing blossoms yesterday, and I was like, okay, remember, let your shoulder roll out, like let your shoulder open, and right. As we were doing staff work in class yesterday, and you know we're doing blossoms for time, and those suck, and like you can easily lose your form, but like got to keep your shoulders relaxed, keep your shoulders loose, and you know so like again that little bit, even though it's a weapon we don't use and it's a different art, um, helped me with my own personal training, which is why seminars are important. Yeah, there's still a lot of the times the, the crossover you can get from training other martial arts or experiencing other martial arts through a seminar or something like that. Um, the crossover usually comes from your your experience in training like if you if you are inexperienced you won't not that we're super experienced but just in the idea of understanding what our system has and understanding and seeing the value in just seeing the value in movement regards to like the workshops or the seminars like when i was still a white sash uh, there was a snake seminar, and you know I've always been enthusiastic about training, so I took the workshop, and it was cool. I learned a lot of stuff, but it wasn't—I didn't have as much stuff then. You know, I didn't have as much of an understanding or as much mechanics as I do now. You know, uh, granted, there's still such a long way to go, like you already said, Ryan. But like, you know, when you reach a certain level of aptitude and a level of ability, you can kind of see the nuances and it imprints better because you can relate it to stuff you already know, and and having that that bedrock. Is, is really um it's really helpful for branching out into those different different seminars and different styles and learning those new things you know because it can kind of you can lose a lot of it if you don't already have that understanding yeah how you adapt to a seminar regardless of the system that the seminar is in is going to be dependent on your understanding of the basics right because there's only one human body 
So regardless of the martial art that you're doing, if your basics and your foundation is good, you should be able to pick stuff and pick stuff up. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I noticed that, like now more than ever, with that little mantis set that Sifu gave us uh, last week, and uh, and with the, even with the staff that we did last night, like I, I would not have been able to pick up on those had I not have had the, uh, the the kind of you know foundation that I do currently. So it's really you're, it's absolutely important. You're right. No, it's great. It's it's awesome. Um, and then after those two seminars, um, or three, I'm sorry, after those three seminars, uh, Sifu Greg came up and taught Sanda, taught switch fighting Sanda. And then, funny enough, a snake self-defense technique. <laughs> yeah. So he taught a snake self-defense technique, and it's funny, like, people who haven't, like, actually used a snake strike before, you think, you see the movie stuff, and we were just talking about um, Marshall Club, which is really entertaining. I highly suggest you guys subscribe to their YouTube channel. Super, super entertaining. Yeah. But all their fight stuff is very Shaw Brothers, Peking Opera, Kung Fu. And it's impressive, and it's awesome, but it's also a false representation of how those things are actually used in combat. You know, mm. like if there was one of the one of the videos we were watching where somebody throws a kick and he like blocks the kick and does like two crane strikes to either side of the ankle. Like the foot's going to be suspended and, anim- you know, in suspended animation long enough for you to strike it three, four times with your different crane techniques, you know, and it's like, that's not really how that's going to work. You yeah. Know? I mean, I saw that and I thought to myself they were being deliberately goofy, but maybe that's. Yeah, no, no, exactly what I'm saying. Like people see that and see Kung Fu and they think that's what it is. Yeah. It has nothing to do with what they're doing. It's like, it's like, it, it, it's, it, it's the perception of, you know, because again, it's not like, like, yes, again, it's like, yes, there's the karate kid, right? It's like, oh, like karate movie, but it's like. Yeah, but like also that's like a 1980s like oh he does a kick and he and he wins the championship like it's not like a hardcore fucking karate film it's like where Roadhouse you're... and fucking all like the there's all these like random like spinning crest yeah. spinning outside crescent kicks it's just it's, it's just wheel kicks and no boot reason. and like and like weird yeah. boots and like just Patrick Swayze's groin it's just like his 1980s Roadhouse yeah you see where he's doing Tai Chi in the back. Yes. Remember when he's doing Tai Chi in the yeah. back, and he's just like flexing he's like, while he's doing Tai Chi. He's like, "I'm so sweaty." <laughs> yeah, it's got this. It's, he's doing the Young style. It's the same ending as our Young yeah. style form. Yeah, somebody taught him that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love though it went from like not like like 1940s in shape tough guy was just like, "Hey, I'm kind of fat, but I'm <laughs> but I'm bigger than you." So and then like and it's like I'm really skinny and have no ass. Yeah, Look at my jeans. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah, I, I got 30 pounds of muscle and I'm all hamstrings. No glute at all. It's just need a, need a lower back. It's just all one thing. Straight road, I-95, just all the way up. <laughs> interstate. You just got you just got interstate ass. It's just flat surface. No rest stops. No, yeah, nothing. No rest stops. Nothing. Um, but, um, but yeah, you know, like with Kung Fu, it's like, again, it's that there's a real disconnect between how stuff is shown in movies and then also how it is actually used in combat, you know? And, and, and I feel, and what's, and, and I find that out of other martial arts, Kung Fu really has that, has that, um, that hindrance to it that other martial arts don't have. And I think it's, and I think there's probably a, a combination of things to it. Like the, what do you mean by hindrance? Well, that, the, the the improper representation and the disconnect between how it's shown versus how it's used like causes hesitancy to take up the art because they well well also just the false perception where again like you'll have where then we'll do what we do for fighting you deal with this with like your ape friends right and then, and then people and then people will be like and then people will be like ah oh, that's kickboxing and they're like no it isn't like you don't you don't know what you're looking at like that's the thing is you think you know what kung fu is but you don't but it's like 
Like how like how do you know what like how but but then how do you expect that person to actually know what real kung fu is? You know what I mean? Like can you really blame them to be like, "Ah, oh, that's that's not the 18 things I've seen of kung fu." It's like, "Well, yeah, but that's that's movie foo. That's not, you know, that's right. not how it's actually used." You know, like again, like Sigun says it's like, "Oh, you know, like 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 the monks fall with their hands up. Like you look at them, it's like no one's fighting. Like oh, like I'm in a I'm in a cat stance with my snake strikes, and I'm gonna start in a I'm gonna start in a tree because I'm a yeah. monkey. It's like no, you're not yeah. gonna do that. Yeah, you, or, or you just waste energy and do like 18 techniques before you even fight somebody. Yeah. You only you, fight in a pistol squat. Yeah, it's like strike, 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 spin, kick, standing crane, two tiger strikes. And you're like, and it's like you sure you wanna fight me when I can do all that? Dude, there was um, I actually had a conversation. Like, always get your heart rate up to 185 before you fight. Before you fight, yeah. I actually had a conversation with a childhood friend recently where um, I mentioned that I was doing Kung Fu. Like, we were catching up and stuff, and, you know, it was, uh, I told him that I was training. He's like, hey, man, like, yeah, I took boxing last month, and, and, you know, it was really good cardio, really good workout, but, like, you know, in terms of, like, a style, like, what kind of style would you, like, you know, do you think would be better for, would it be boxing or Kung Fu? And I was like, listen, you know, there's only so many different ways you can punch. You know, you throw a punch one way, that's, like, there's not a lot of variance behind that. And our teacher always says that it's the student that makes the art great, not the other way around, you know. So you can have somebody who's a boxer, who's talented but lazy, and have somebody who's a kung fu practitioner that's that works really super duper hard and is going to whip that dude's ass. And it works the other way too. Right? It's just about how much work you put in and, and how much you're willing to, to submit to the system. And that makes it good. It's not like one art is better than the other out of the box, you know. Right. And I kind of – we've talked about it before – you know, and that's, we just watched that uh, Ali clip where right. he dodges twenty-one punches in ten seconds, which is and just, then just like shimmies, and he's against the ropes too, yeah. and he's just moving his head. I think so. The, like whatever you're throwing at that guy, he's dodging. It's not like he's going to see a foot and be like, "My eyes can't read feet," you know? Like, exactly. Yeah, that's that, not how it works. I mean, like I'm sure Ali would just sidestep and just punch the shit out of you, you know? Right. Well, 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 training one specific thing doesn't put you in a box, you know? Well, it's it's it doesn't it doesn't. Well, well, it's weird because it's like there's it's almost like I almost picture martial arts as being like fractal in a sense of like someone who's really good at boxing it's like they can be so good at boxing that they train so hard they can be better than let's say a really lazy not awesome kickboxer right but then a really good kickboxer I mean like that person the boxer's legs are gonna get destroyed because like they're just gonna be leg kicking them like in the knee and the calf the whole day and like mm. and like so like in that sense it's like there is it's, it, there is a there is like a limit in the sense of like 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 the art is fractal in the sense of like you can get endlessly good at that art, but then also there's just maybe certain tools that you're missing that like another art has. You know what I mean? Like where right. it's just fundamentally like, oh, if you only throw punches and you don't throw kicks, it's like well, you know, you're 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 losing part of your arsenal that you could have, but you still could be an endlessly good boxer that could beat up like almost anybody. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, it, but it's it varies so much, and I'm like I told him I don't think you understand like how deep that question is. Because, like, it's not really about the style, you know, it's about how much work you're willing to put in. And, and I told him, like, listen, if you like boxing, do boxing. I like kung fu. I'm doing kung fu, you know? Yeah. Just so, having any ability to defend yourself, like, puts you, like, ahead, I think, of most people. Like, right. just yeah, I, I, just, I just fucking, like, you know, like that. I know I probably shouldn't get upset by it, but, like, it fucking pisses me off because I'm so frustrated with it. It's like I, I've had that conversation 
so many times in the course of the past decade. Yeah, like so styles, many yeah. fucking times in the course of the past decade. Yeah, but you know, like, okay, so like you're doing kung fu, but like I really want to like, you know, like I don't want to compete. I just want to like be really, really like dangerous if anything ever happened to me. So like, where do you think I can get that in like a couple of months? And it's like, it's first like, of all, nowhere. stop smoking, mm. right? Exactly. <laughs> listen, yeah. bro. I, <laughs> like the guy who's saying that like I want to be really dangerous, you're like, dude, listen. He Stop it! Doesn't happen in two weeks, you know. Doesn't it? Doesn't happen in two months. Doesn't happen in ten years. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like owning a gun doesn't mean that you're going to be able to defend your homestead with that gun if you miss every shot. Right. You know. So you have to train with the weapon to know how to use the weapon. And if you never fired a shotgun before and you're not used to how that shotgun is going to blast your shoulder back, how many shots are you going to get off that you're still going to be able to hold the gun? Like this, that movie bullshit of like, you know, 96 pound housewife suddenly picks up 12 gauge shotgun and can blast everybody that's coming into that. Yeah. Just like blows fucking... herself through the drywall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just looney tunes herself into the next She'll shot. probably fire the gun and it'll fly out of her hands. You know what I mean? And then she's fucked yeah. and she didn't hit anything. Just honey, you know? grab like, the 500. Just like blows both of her it's arms. like the whole off. Bill Burr thing where it's like, do you really need a 44? Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. It's going to go through the wall. Blow. Like, it's going to blow. It's like, what's it going to? It's going to blow through the wall. Hit your neighbor's house. Like blow, like blow their dog's brains out and like drop the engine out of your car. It's just like <laughs> and hit the guy that's hiding behind your refrigerator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a movie is great. Cause there's no fucking consequences in these movies, you know. Like, but 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 at the same time, like you know that that that's that's not reality. Same thing is like I'm not gonna be able to pick up a kitchen knife if somebody. Well, you know, I've had a couple little bit of training with that kind of stuff, so maybe I would be a little dangerous with a knife in my hand. But like, fucking, you know, somebody breaks into your house and they know what they're doing, and you pick up a kitchen knife. What are you gonna do with it if you never trained with a knife before? You're gonna cut yourself. That's Probably. the point I'm trying to make. You're gonna cut yourself. So it's like, fucking people's perceptions are just so based on like TikTok and movies and bullshit nonsense, and it's just not true. You know, like you can make a physical turnaround in a few months. You can transform your body in a few months, aesthetically. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that you're gonna be a top level athlete in three months. Well, Steve, who even says like with fighting, he's like, yeah, you know, like he said it in his episode. He's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I can, I can train someone kind of to, like, be competent at basic fighting in like six months. He's like, they're not gonna be good. Like, it's not gonna be good fighting. He's like, but they can like, you know, they can stand. Yeah, yeah, like 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 they'll be like they'll be able to kind of move and throw and kind of have the basics down. But it's like, oh my god, it's like you know, again, like we even talk like we've been training for like, you know, basically ten years individually each of us and it's like yeah, and our teachers in our 50s are still just so technically skilled that they can still wipe the floor with us even though we're in our 20 we're in our prime we're prime time right now yeah know? and i'm just like and i'm and i'm looking and i'm looking at myself like fuck like i just have so much shit that i need to work on like and that's the thing is like you get and this is probably you good two guys with no lower back fucking <laughs> yeah. like dancing around us and slamming the shit out of us this is, exactly. and, this, and this is probably good too the in, in the sense of like when you know you're on the right track because you get kind of like that probably kind of like good tunnel vision where you're like where where you almost like yeah yeah of course everyone everyone has bursts of ego but it's more important where you it, it's you you get in that like tunnel vision where you're like fuck i gotta work on this and my fucking footwork isn't great and like yeah i landed two good shots on that person but like i didn't throw the punch well and like i gotta try to you know because like when you start it's all like it's all like oh my god like i, for, I forgot what the fucking not the uh what is that principle called but like people that are people that are People that are not super skilled have a much higher false sense of confidence in their ability compared to people who know, who know much more. They have a much more grounded sense of. There's a. You mess with the wrong guy, motherfucker. I know exactly. You really want to step yeah. to me? I, I you really want to step to me? Do you, you wait really till you step you to me? You wait till I get angry, bro. bro. 
I think that's like the punch. Uh, something that had to do with the punch being that it starts out being the easiest thing you could possibly do, and the more you do it, the more difficult it gets until finally it becomes easy. Something like that, right? Or like the guy that doesn't throw ten thousand kicks, he throws one kick ten thousand times. Well, it, well, it's just the idea. There's a fucking. It's a scientific principle, and I can't think of the name of it. But it's it's basically where like it, it it'll be like a line graph, and it shows like like um like one like one axis is like time, and the other one is like uh, like confidence, confidence or experience, level. and mm-hmm. it's like starts off super high. Then dips really low, and then like slowly works its way back up to like kind of like a like a you know median type deal. Yeah. Um. But you know that that's how you get, and that's kind of how you should be when you're you know when you're you know when you get more experience. Is that your your skill? Yes, yes, it should afford you more confidence and more peace of mind and more happiness and and you know self worth. But also the Dunning Kruger effect. Yes, the Dunning Kruger effect. That's what uh, it was. Yes. Yes. There's the graph. There it is. The Dunning-Kruger effect. Yeah, it's basically people... It, I think it's the, the idea that people... Um, there's a big dis- disparity between... Uh, or discrepancy between, like, what people think they know versus what they, like, actually know. And, like, yep. their confidence in that is, like, super different. Amen to that. Yeah, yeah so a, a quick aside into the Dunning-Kruger... Of, of God. Just destroying the studio. <laughs> a quick aside into the Dunning-Kruger effect um, from understandinginnovation.blog says, one way or another, I'm sure you're familiar with the Dunning-Kruger effect. You might have heard about it under the label of confident idiots. Describing yeah. a behavior of an unskilled individual being unaware of the lack of a specific skill. Instead, assuming to have a skill level that is even superior to the experts in the field. How often do you see that? See Hansoke Sensei Suifu. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I got 18 black belts. It's like, really? How much fucking, how many lives have you lived? What are you, like 400 years old? Mm. Um... If you look around in your environment, family, friends, colleagues, you can probably spot the one or the other individual who would seem like a role model for Dunning-Kruger. Or think about the pointy-haired boss of Dilbert, who is the prototype carrier for this cognitive bias. Um, yeah, and then it basically see, sees like a, like confidence is the y-axis and wisdom is the x-axis. And it says um, like low and like no nothing and then like the chart goes all the way up, and it says peak of Mount Stupid. And then, the, <laughs> and then, as you get uh, more wisdom, you dip down into the Valley of Despair. And then, uh, as time goes on, you're like, now this is like three quarters of the way towards Guru. It just says slope of enlightenment. And then, uh, towards the end, it says plateau of sustainability. So look up the chart for yourself. It's pretty interesting to look at. The peak of Mount Stupid. That's where yeah. most of us live. Yeah, <laughs> it's just Why, a flag that, made out of pudding. <laughs> Well, I think we've been getting through the valley of despair. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, well, yeah. I definitely, I'm definitely still there to a a, certain. I would say. Well, that hurt my feelings a little bit. I thought maybe I'd be a little bit further along. All right, you're a little sad. You're a little further from stupid. Yeah. Oh, good. I've I've graduated to sad. (laughs) I may be dumb, but I'm not stupid. Yeah. Hey, I'm not sad. No, you are. You are on the slope to enlightenment. I'm not stupid. I'm just depressed, and it's different. But both <laughs> things make me cry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, but but yeah, it's it's that. And and again, you see it so glaringly in martial arts, among other things. But again, I find martial arts to be this real like magnifier of everything, where people are like, "Oh yeah, bro, you know, like that wouldn't work," or like you you know, like you think you know how to do this, and, and you know, and it's like, dude, it's like, please, it's like, I've been, I've been like, I've been. Like training and like sparring for like, you know, probably like eight years, and it's like, dude, I like, I'm not super confident. Like, yeah, I, I, I think I have an ability to defend myself for sure, but like my ability of like, I'm a great fighter. It's like, 
dude, like, like I see so much glaring shit, like, that I need to work on, that it's like, it's like, yeah, my footwork kind of sucks, and, like, my head movement, I really got to work on working angles, and actually, like, changing angles, which changing the pace of the fight, and, like, working on it, opening up with attacks more, as opposed to just responding, and, like, again, really working on footwork, and, and fighting backwards, it's like, dude, it's like, there's, and, and just working on, like, I'm much more confident throwing my hands than I am with throwing my feet in, like, combos. It's like, there's, like, eight things off the top of my head that I need to work on. It's like, you know what I mean? People are like, no, 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 bro. But, yeah, but, like, you got to start seeing red, bro. You oh, know? yeah, the, the, Hulk, <laughs> the Hulk fucking fighter. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Dude, you better hope you're not, you're not, you're not drywall in my hallway, bro. Or you're going to get fucking fucked. <laughs> it's like, dude, please. Like, that guy, that guy yeah, has been knocked out. posters over holes in his bedroom wall. Yeah, yeah, life. yeah. <laughs> How many Nine Inch Nails posters can that kid buy? You know what I mean? <laughs> I want to fuck you like an animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, um, but, yeah, it's that it's that kind of that false sense of confidence. And I think, you know, having that, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, having a, having when you get more experience, having a refinement on your movements also comes with a refinement in your understanding of what you need to work on. So a more it just cleans you getting more experience just cleans that cleans your lens in which you're looking at yourself through. Which which allows you to see both more positives and see see more improvement, but also to see where you need to go and what it's what's lacking. And it's kind of this exponential growth factor where it's like because you get more experience, you have a better idea of what you need to work on and what's lacking and where you need to go. Where like when you first start, you're like it's like dragging the horse to water. It's just like okay, here's the water now, drink. We're like now we're kind of you know searching for the water as well. Like we're kind of we're a little bit more self actualized and being able to kind of be more proactive in our martial arts journey in how we train and us trying to really try to see what we need and really be in tune with where we're at and kind of what's lacking to a certain degree to our to our level of experience of course but right well yeah, i understand why you bring up the dunning cougar effect for that as well because it's like the more you learn the more you realize you don't know yeah like the more you know the more you realize the vastness of things yeah. to learn you don't even of... know the stuff you don't know yeah but and no you, but you also have to accept know. the fact that like you're never going to learn everything so like you got to just kind of like be who you are and like to touch on the conversation we had last um not last episode 21 i believe it was uh, about lineage right when i said lineage is hairy i i i had left out the part that like you know you are the lineage now like you are the new lineage you know and I'm, I'm a yups up, so I'm literally in the lineage of the school. I'm, the, I'm in the lineage of the system now, being an interchamber disciple, which is fucking wild to think about, you know? Yeah. And it's like we had said in that episode about how, uh, you know, like we weren't around and we don't know what really happened at the same time. It doesn't mean that, like, that's not what happened. Mm. You know, that, 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 that that's not who brought it up or that it's all fake and all bullshit. I, I feel like when I listened back to the episode, it came off like that. So I wanted to take a second today. And I think this is a good segue to like, just take a quick second and, uh, as an aside and kind of clarify that point that like, that's not what I meant by that at all. And I hope nobody took it that way. What, what I, what I mean is like, like lineage is, and, and who you are in your system is based on the work of your teacher who's in the school right now, who's overseeing you and teaching you. That's your lineage because you could take it and fucking ruin it. And we've seen that happen too. You could take that system and that style and then just absolutely demolish it. And then who gives a shit who taught you? Who gives a shit what your lineage is? Because it's not the lineage. It's the martial artist. It's the practitioner, right? So the more that you study and the more that you learn and the more you humble yourself. Like like Sifu Leo actually gave me a nod last night about like how far I've come with my own ego battles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like that meant a lot coming from him. It was like a two second thing, but like I saw it. It meant I but still thank you, but like, like mm-hmm. it it meant a lot, you know. Like and and uh, 
Because he, he's right. You know, I never realized it was ego. And you don't realize it's ego. You just think you're just like, well, fuck that. Because, like, why should they do that to me? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, that's your ego, bro. You know, like, mm-hmm. like, 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 that's your ego. And, like, if you humble yourself, it opens you up to being able to learn more. Mm-hmm. And if you stop getting in your own way, you can let go and let your learning be a meditation. And you can kind of take more in. Um, and that being said, one more person that we've learned a lot from in the seminars that we've, you know, through osmosis is, uh, I believe it's Hanshi Gregory Duncan um, of the, I believe it's the Way of the Winds. Let me see. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, the way, yes, the 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 Way of the Winds martial arts system, uh, Jujutsu, Taijutsu, and Ninjutsu school. Um, so they're mostly a Ninjutsu school, founded by. Uh, you know, uh, Hanchi, Hanchi Duncan's father, Professor or O Sensei Ronald Duncan, um, who is you know known as the the father of American ninjutsu. Um, really, really impressive family and lineage and and techniques. And like when he puts his hands on you, holy shit, you know that he knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can feel he knows what he's doing. And you know, it, it goes to say that like even though you're from a different style, there's that family there because Ryan and I felt like he paid a lot of attention to us the last couple times we've seen him and like he like like he would teach a technique and come right over to us and be like all right you guys got it good and i and like and like keep moving and he even complimented complimented our movement um which means so much it means so much to have have somebody of that caliber as as a, a hunchy duncan um be able yep. to look at us and be like nice job you know like really 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 blessed that we can represent our school and our teachers uh, in that way, and you know, John, you're on your way. You're 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 getting there, dude. You know, you're getting there. Like you represent the school very well in in the role that you're in, right? And I love that dichotomy between us because, like, I'm a little. I'm obviously the older brother. I've had my black sash for a few years. You know, um, I'll be a Sisuk before. You know, I'll be a Sisuk while you're while you're allowed. Sure, like we're, we're like we're on our way as long as we keep on the path that we're on. Um, and then you you know you'll be allowed sure before he's a Sisuk. Hope maybe wow. maybe. You know, I don't know, depending. He might actually be a seasick by the time you get your last shirt. So who who knows where that'll go? But um, it's a long road. It it never ends. You know, right. it's just constantly continuing. And uh, yeah, that's what Sifu said last night that uh, you can all get there, but it doesn't mean you're gonna make it. Yeah, you know? yeah. You, you gotta push. You gotta want it. So yeah, he basically was like, he's like the people that started at the school with me. He goes, they were definitely tougher than you. He goes, but you guys don't have the heart. I mean, they, they didn't have the heart that you guys have. He's like, so they may have been like naturally tougher, but like with your heart, you'll be better and go further than yeah. they would. You know, it's the endurance. It's you know? emotional endurance. Yeah. Fuck physical. You can build physical endurance. I had baby shins when I first started. My sh- I still consider myself having baby shins. But they're definitely better than they were. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they definitely hurt people, you know, mm-hmm. which is that's that's the whole idea. I keep a rock in my car. And I hit the rock. I fucking knuckle the rock at red lights. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you got to get obsessed a little bit. It has to be part of who you are, part of what you do, but like a healthy obsession. Yep. Um, now, now to, to, to backtrack before we lose it, um, so that was Saturday, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And then we, we got sandwiches. We had a great night. We got sandwiches. We decompressed. Um, went home. Got right back up first thing in the morning, right back to C4 Rural School for uh, some Seven Star Praying Mantis self-defense. Yeah, and applications which, and, and stuff. applications, which was baller. Yeah. Holy shit. C4 Rule has such precision and such skill. 
Yeah. And there's this concept, that concept of like that fudging, right? That 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 vibrating palm and energy going into your opponent, right? Where, you know, even one of his top guys, I had external bruises, you know, from us working together. Sifu Raul is just on such another level from everybody else that like I was like, Sifu, how does this technique work? Which is a bad thing to ask. Yeah, I made that mistake. Yeah, yeah, you never make that mistake. I was like, how does this technique work? And he goes, throw the punch. And I throw the punch, and he threw this block. And my forearm, it feels better now. But there was no... (laughs) It was two weeks ago, Ed. (laughs) There was was no... I'm telling you, it hurt for like over a week. There was no bruise. Yeah, I had the same. There was I, no bruise. There was internal damage to the bone. Yeah, I I had the same thing with me where we were doing. I guess it was like the the mantis step or like what we consider like a like a monkey foot, where the bung sow. Where he, the, the, no, no, it was something else. Where he he steps in. But yeah, the monkey foot, the trap, right? That, yeah, that, yeah. But yeah, also, yeah. but also, okay. it's a trap. But also, like he's fucking chopping your lower leg, and he and he goes, it's like this, and I was like, because I asked, and like midway through asking, he's like, yeah, it's like this, and he and he hits me with it, and like. I had the outside of my leg hurt for the next week, week and a half, and there was not a single bruise on it. Not there was no bruising at all, and I had bruising all over my forearms. When I was working with one of his um, uh, black belts, and we were freaking banging forearms and hitting back and forth and stuff, and like my forearms were. All... Oh, yeah, I was definitely doing a lot of like pretending I wasn't in pain. On yeah, I think a lot of people were probably doing. That. Yeah, like, I'm tough. I'm a man. <laughs> I'm a big man. I'm a big, I'm a big, big, big man. I'm a big man. Bobby says I'm a man. <laughs> um, but but yeah, it, mommy it, says I'm strong. But it was weird, you know, where like where he hit me, and I'm like, that's gonna fucking leave a mark because it was like it hurt, you know. And I had like it definitely it was a little swollen, but there was there was no bruising at all. It was really weird. Yeah, so I we're kind of like a, like as much as we love Rogan and Eddie Bravo and all that shit, we're kind of counterculture to them in mm-hmm. a lot of ways because they would sit here and talk about how this shit doesn't work and you have to do MMA and you have to do fucking Muay Thai and. BJJ and like that's how you're a complete fighter and like I disagree with them entirely. I I I, I would would have have them go trade hands. Let them let them trade hands with like 63 year old Elliot Sifu Elliot. Mm-hmm. Let them trade hands with him and see how they feel afterwards. He's the nicest dude. He's like five foot seven. He's the nicest dude. He's so sweet and he'll fucking kill you. <laughs> he will. Fucking kill you, Dude, and even in his sixties, yeah, he's one of C Four Rules top guys. Yeah, you know, even in his sixties, yeah, you dude. watch that man do forms. You ever seen videos of Elliot doing forms? He C4 looks thirty five, and he's like sixty. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Dude, it's yeah. insane the longevity through the training. You know what I mean? Like all these modern concepts of shit, all, all goes out the window with like this this the, the actual application of the, the the ancient practice like i said in prior episodes like taking the lessons of the past to make a brighter future but you also that also means that you have to 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 you know discard what is useful i mean i mean, I mean don't do that get rid of don't, what's good get rid of the good you want to empty out the do system only cocaine and alcohol and replace it with tiger showman's so all, all, all <laughs> I need is whiskey and and <laughs> yeah. that's all i need um, Hooker's blowing front kicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, dude. But like, no, like, so like, you, you take what's useful, you discard what isn't, and that also goes to like with nutrition fads. You know what I mean? Like veganism, carnivore, like be healthy. You yeah. know what I mean? 
Just be healthy. Get away from the processed stuff. Get away from the seed oils. Get away from this. Get away from all that kind of stuff. Like preserve yourself for the longevity of it. You do your qigong for like ten minutes every day. Just ten minutes, five ten minutes here and there. You know. I know it was tough for us when we were doing the meditation challenge. But even since failing out that meditation challenge for us, like the every day, every day, every day, I am finding myself taking more moments throughout every day and more often throughout the week, taking a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there, even if it's two three minutes or just a few breaths. Like it's it's more on the brain. So even trying to do challenges like that and, and, you know, practicing the way that you're supposed to practice, which is something every day with as far as your art is concerned, you know, it really has an effect on, on like how you walk through the world. And, you know, Ryan can attest to the progress I've made with my, my discipline, my anxiety, my, um, you know, just my, 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 my anger, my anger problems. Yeah, you're all much, yeah, you're much like, worse. Like, like, but, <laughs> yeah, you're much, much you're worse. Much, Nothing's better. You're you're much, nothing's better. You've gotten right. uglier somehow too. I don't know. How that, <laughs> that was just. That was just. Uh, no. I'm getting old. No. Um, the abuse has not stopped. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. No. You are. You are leaps uh, and bounds. Yeah. And bounds all, not again. Not to toot my own horn. I'm just saying. It's like if I can do it. Be proud of can. yourself. Allow yourself to be proud of yourself. I it's am okay. proud of myself. But the point is, I that if I can do it, so can anybody else. Yeah. And that's what the traditional training is good for, to not create these fucking jabroni assholes and, like, your temperament is or isn't a certain way or, you know, you ha- oh, you haven't read this book, you haven't done this, you haven't done that. It's like, just fucking train. Train and be part of the family and, 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 and make, it, make, it a, make it a piece of who you are, you yeah. know? Train, be lethal, and, like, be humble. Right. The, 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 that's the, like really train to be lethal and like let let but let yourself be be humble you know better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war take like the words out of my time. mouth yeah, there yeah, brother yeah. Yeah. but like the warrior in the garden what's he doing is he just fucking standing there with like weapons out like somebody come here like standing amongst flowers <laughs> I, mean, I dare you to the, steal a beat the, war- the warrior in the garden is tending to the garden it's caring for life it's it's preserving life it's 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 that that saying is so much more than just the words on the outside of it. Like that warrior in the garden is is it's is, a big metaphor. It's a big metaphor, right? Yep. Big metaphor. You're tending to that life, but you're also a warrior. So like, don't fuck with me. Yep. You fuck with me, you fucked with the wrong guy. You I'm know? gonna I'm gonna plant you in the ground forever. <laughs> and you know what I'm gonna make it just, just throw him like this. And you're gonna be one of my turnips. <laughs> Slowly morphs. You no, know, I've been working with Steven Seagal. for like 87 years. <laughs> Sleepy uh, Steve Seagal is yeah. back. Dude, that's just Steven Seagal. I'm, I'm just, just a gonna... lawsuit from Tom Segura yeah. anytime. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, in, in light of that, too, um, I have to say, just as a, as a quick sidebar thing, um, it, it definitely is um, very cool getting to be a fucking Black Sash. Oh, yeah, it feels but... pretty fucking cool, and I gotta say too, the biggest thing that I've that I've noticed with motivation moving forward is the I was I was talking I was actually talking to see Leo but Leo about this the other day um, is you know I really feel like I've really turned a corner with my training, um, and it's not that black sash is like oh I've gotten the sash so like now I'm different with training it's like no no it's like the black sash is really like the like one of the end results I think of me turning the corner since like I got my even training for my red sash you know what i mean like where it's just been training more consistently been more active in the school taking up teaching again um and then the real end goal of that well, of course just a more of a pit stop is the is getting the black sash but now having the black sash that even gives me even more motivation to, to continue to push my training and push the envelope not only because like we have the tournament coming up and all the stuff but also it's like i'm like i'm a fucking seagull greg zilb like 
authentic Sherlock Kung Fu black sash. So it's like, I need to look a certain way. Ed? So am I. Don't forget that. Ed is playing... You're, I look over Ed's just like doing like stray cat activities. He's just like <laughs> playing with like one of the blind strings. Just like... <laughs> the cord to my blinds. It <laughs> also peed on my bag. Before. <laughs> it's marking it. Bro. Yeah, he's like, marking this is mine now, bitch. Um, <laughs> but, um... Can you stop scratching my couch, please? <laughs> The ADD over here is just like it's in heat. It's it's in heat. We gotta put a diaper on him. It's <laughs> it's distracted and coming. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, it's like you know I'm I'm a fucking authentic Shaolin Kung Fu black sash. So it's like there are like certain standards that I need to hold myself to. But also like you know I right when I got it I like immediately felt this like ambient pressure of like oh shit like all my shit has to look on point because it's like I'm. I am, you know, I'm a black sash now, so it's like I need to, you know, and also there's both good and bad, but I try to take the good out of it is, or take the good from it is, is the like, oh, you're a black belt? Oh, and like, they're going to assume things about you. And you know what? It's like, good, let them assume them. Like, that makes me, either I'll meet those expectations or I'm, or, or, or exceed them or work to, or work to exceed them. You know what I mean? So it's like, either way, it's all, you know, can be used as good positive fuel, you know, using those expectations because it's like, yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, having that external thing to help motivate you, like, oh, I got this new fucking thing, now I gotta look a certain way with this thing on, you know, it's like, it's, it's a tool, also, you know, in, in, a, in a way, you know, just like it's, you know, that's, uh, I feel like is a good way to, for me, that I'm, that I'm looking at it as, partially. Right. And I, so. I, I think about that, too, the perception people have, you know, and just even saying you do kung fu, you know, it brings about a whole litany of, of things in somebody else's yeah. mind. They're writing a story about you without reading your book, you yeah. know? There's a lot of expectations people hold when you, they get that imagery in their head that it's, uh, at the same time, it's cool to be like, oh, the, this is bringing about some sort of thought, but, like, also, you don't know the half of it, so. Yeah. And, and and I know you don't know the half of it because I barely know like a third of it and I train it. So right. it's like... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I, I don't like, know you shit. Know, like, and you know less of yeah, it's not like, shit. You know like a 16th maybe of it <laughs> and it's not even that, that accurate. Um, <laughs> but with... with, with, with um, <laughs> Getting into like infinitesimal fractions. <laughs> what is... so? And John, for you too, you know, what has been... Any updates for you on the... Uh, your, your experience now moving into the intermediate class? I know it's been like two or three weeks. Uh, yeah, adjusting to the um, to the culture shock is uh, is becoming easier, but it certainly ain't easy. Uh, at least I'm I'm understanding Sifulio's teaching more, because um, it is it's it's like tough love. You know, he's gonna fuck with you. He's gonna you know break you down a little bit, but I don't take any of it personally. Yeah. Uh, not at all. I really haven't gotten any of like any of it that bad at all, really. But I could just see that's you know I see little glimpses of it. Um, but it's been a really great experience. Uh, just being kind of thrown into the deep end of the pool, you know, it just really, um, it's like, it's a little confusing at first, but then it just ha kind of the, the thing that, that keeps me going is I just think like, yeah, well, this is where I'm at now. It's like, I have to do this. Like, this is where I am. This is, right. this is a skill level I should have. And, you know, Edmund said something to me earlier. Like, it is just like, you know, you just look and then do, you know, nobody's going to come up to you and walk you through it. You know, you just yeah. have to fucking go. And learning to do that is is really the the ladder I'm climbing right now. Is just instead of watching basic small broken up techniques, now you, I have to you know, I basically decipher a full line of text. You know, I watch Sifu do a whole you know um, section of that staff form we did last night, which is great. And I got to mentally break that down myself. Yeah, yeah. And so. the other thing you have to think about when it comes to like like martial arts and and 
keeping it organic, right? Sifu Leo made that up, like, the day before. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like understanding your movements well enough to create a whole sequence out of it. You know, it's not like it's blasphemy to the progenitors of the system that you made up something. Like, somebody made up everything. Right. You know? Exactly. All of it All of it is made up by someone, you know? And, and, and Sifu Leo is just, has such an incredible level of talent. Like, that's, that set felt awesome. I really enjoyed doing that and learning that. And, and, um... It's it's really a cool feeling. It's it's hard to describe, but but yeah, like I said, getting thrown into the deep end of the pool, you know, um, recognizing breaking in, that I'm breaking into a new threshold, um, but still, you know, I got to keep swimming, uh, and it's it's great, you know. This is really what the journey is about, and uh, you know, definitely the the mantis set was a highlight too. When when Sifu Lloyd showed us the mantis set last week, um, <clears throat> that was like another one of those things. Like you know, there's so was Jenny mo- there for that. Uh, yeah, yeah, she was. Cool. There's so many things from that that I would have missed like a year or two ago. There's so many things that I would have just been like, oh, like, no, well, just totally passed me by, you know, had I not had a level of understanding I do or been working at the capacity that I have been. And, you know, it's, uh, yeah, still still not far from the bottom rung of the ladder, but I'm, I'm climbing, man, and it, it feels good. It feels really good. Yeah. So the challenge, the, the difficulty level going up is, uh, I mean, it, and training with you guys, I think, is just such an enormous benefit. And, and just, I wouldn't be, like, any as close to where I'm at without you, you know? Like, I wouldn't be as fit. I'd be dying on the mat, you know, mm-hmm. if I didn't work out with you guys every week, you know? And I'm so. not nice. I just want, like, everybody to know. I'm not like, all right, Johnny, let's go. Like, we're doing, you know, the core exercise where you hold onto the person's ankles. Oh, and last night, yeah. flags and they throw your feet back down. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we're doing oh, that. Wow. I just, you just brought back, like... Like, high school, like, soccer practice memories. I have not done those in such a long time. Yeah, we were doing those last night in class, and John crapped out, like, halfway through. I'm just slapping him. I'm, like, slapping his side, like, like let's go! Get your fucking feet off the ground! Yeah. I'm just yelling at him. I wouldn't be able to survive at all. <laughs> yeah, without train. that tough love, like, where are you going to, where are you, where are you? You yeah. know? See, Leo was funny last night, too. He was like, all right, Ed, can you lock up? Because, like, I got to go to work. And I was like, all right. I'm like, then I'm like, okay, but I do want to go home. So, like, everybody get out. And he's like, wow, you do really sound just like me. Get the <laughs> fuck out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was going to ask, like, I don't know. How about we start with Ryan? About uh, what can can you describe your intro to the intermediate class like? Like, were there any aha moments or or? individual memories you have with uh whoever was your sifu at the time yeah i mean it's it's weird because the like my experience moving from intermediate to i mean uh beginner to intermediate was of course like total like culture shock again like just it's much there's much more expectation of there's a much more there's much more of an emphasis on action in a certain way than there is in the beginner class where beginner class is like you don't have the fundamentals yet so we have to work on the fundamentals slow and then get the movement down where we're like an intermediate class is like, yeah, you got enough. Let's just fucking start doing shit. And you're like, Oh God. And that's really where, that's really where I started learning my like martial, like confidence in like just moving, just trying to move, you know, and not like, you know, cause you have that like beginner hesitancy where like you see something and you're like, ah, I, you know, I'm not even going to try cause I don't know the movement three and eight, but I know like one and two and four. And it's like, no, it's like just move and like, each time you do the movement, just get make it better. Each time you do it, just try to get an extra move. You know, so, um, so I I can't think of too many specific memories um, from intermediate class, but just that it's the that same general culture shock and also just physicality, like you know, 
Now you have to do, like, longer time on buckets, longer time on horse stands, longer time on iron bridge, like, stuff like that. Like, physical standards are increased, your general... There is a expectation that you that you have a better handle on your basics, hmm. you know? Um, and I think that leads into, you know, like, because with, like, with the intermediate class, it's, yeah, there's still a heavy emphasis on action, but there you still also are learning a bunch of new material. Um, and that's And that goes all the way up to me now... In the Black Sash class, which is like a like once a month, like, you know, because we train in the advanced class too, which is like a higher sash class, but it's like the Black Sash class is just for Black Sashes and it's once a month and it's like four hours long usually. Um, and it's, you know, clearly it's like you're still learning so much stuff, like it's so material heavy and you're, but, but there's this kind of silent mutual understanding that like, we're like, we're like, it's like a black sash class. So it's like, you're, you know, there's things that are kind of general understandings of movement and like basics that are just kind of like given that like, okay, now we can do like crazier shit or now we can do, now we can work first. The first day I'm working the, the Quan Dao, like the first day I'm there is just like learning the Quan Dao form. Just like immediately, you know, just like, it's a fucking like, like 25 pound weapon. Like it's like, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a kid's barbell. Like you're just swinging it around and it's fucking huge, you know, but it's like that. Okay. Like you've worked staff, you've worked like you've, you know, you, you understand movement. You understand how to, you know, how to the mind body connection, apply it to this weapon now. Like, I know you know how to do that. So now fucking just make it happen. You know, there's, there, there's that, there's that kind of just subtle understanding of like, listen, like, take this, fucking make it happen, and let's get going. Because, like, we got a lot of shit that we got to show everybody, you know? So there's kind of that, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm explaining it right, but... Doesn't Seagung have a, a Kwan Dao made out of black pipe and sheet metal, just, like, for training purposes? It's, like, ridiculously heavy. I don't know. Somebody made him a Pudao. Oh, like a Pudao. That's basically just, like, welded steel. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's black like a, pipe. It's, like, steel piping and... and uh, it's, like, 80 pounds... <laughs> <laughs> it thing's fucking heavy. I don't know how heavy it is, but it's it's heavy. Yeah, it's definitely not eighty pounds, but probably close to thirty. I would say it's probably like fifty. Thirty, okay, fifty. Yeah. Considering how it feels to hold like a like a forty-five pound bar in one hand when you're holding that thing, maybe, like, maybe yeah. like maybe like thirty-five, forty pounds, something like that. It's me up to fifty, I would say, but like fifty might be a stretch, but it is heavy. Yeah, a factual. I'm just like you get wicked shoulders from throwing that thing around. Yeah, and um, <laughs> or forearms. Yeah, yeah, but um. Yeah, it's it's definitely you know it, like that's a big culture shock too because just again the the understanding of what you're supposed to know and like just like all right we're gonna run through like warm up we're running through all of our forms back to back you know and that's just like first like five ten minutes of class like all right that's what we're doing and then like we just just to get through it to be like all right work on this it's like that day we ran through all of our forms we did I worked on the first black chest form I needed to do and then I did started the Quandao form. And even that too, like like the understanding of like, all right, I'm going to show you this, and I'm just going to leave you outside for like 45 minutes to an hour, and just like figure it out, and then like I'll come back, and when I'm done with what I'm doing, and like I, you'll show it to me, and that's what happened. Um, and then from there, we learned a short stick set, so it was just like you know, just like you're at this level, so like the standards of what you need to learn and what you need to know, and the amount of time that I'm giving you is like, you know, just higher standards, you know, mm-hmm. so. How about you, Ed? What was uh, what was it like for you to make the transition between beginner to intermediate student, and uh, how did you see reflections of that in going to advanced black set? Super sash? easy, no problems. Right? <laughs> Whole question. Fucking right cakewalk. There. Already cake doing walk. one yeah, finger push-ups. Yeah, yeah. backflips the whole night. Um, no, it was really tough. Um, 
God, it's a long time ago already. I'm trying to think. So, like, I went in guns blazing, you know, in the beginning, and it was really just about getting the sash. And I also just felt like this this sense of accomplishment I'd never felt before in the, you know, moving up in rank. And I pushed really, really hard, and I got to high yellow in a year and a half, and then went right to the intermediate class. And I just remember... You know, like being bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, hopeful in the beginner class and hitting the intermediate class and immediately getting hit with that valley of despair. You know, like immediately getting slammed in the face with like, wow, you are really bad at everything. Like, just, I felt like I was just so terrible. And it's like, you know, like Sifu Leo was saying last night, like, there were people in the school at that time that were just tough motherfuckers. Just tough motherfuckers that like could pull off the crazy line drill techniques and do all this shit that, like, I couldn't even dream of putting together. Meanwhile, you know, I'm having trouble stringing the motions together and, like, other people are doing butterfly twists and, like, I can't do any of that shit. Or we'll be doing, like, a sparring drill and I'm just getting blasted in the face over and over and over and over and over again, you know? We even had sessions where we would spar with our sashes tied together. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Is it? Um, <laughs> so we'd have our sashes tied together or like we'd make make a ring out of buckets and staves and you had to fight within the ring you remember those days yeah so yeah uh, oh my god uh, you know there was a lot of stuff that we did then that we haven't done in a long time because of the caliber of the student body and now that we have a uh, caliber of student body that's about that level get ready to start seeing some of the stuff that we were talking about coming back to classes you know um i might even bring some of it back if i can but like it it's just i feel like i'm talking in circles it's it, it's hard to it's hard to describe it's really hard to describe so like when i moved into the intermediate class um i was nowhere near you know able to do half the things that we were doing and so it was really disheartening and i would it it, it i had an adverse reaction where i was avoiding class you know, and I was teaching, so I would like show up to teach, and then I would like have a have a reason that I why I couldn't stay, and like a lot of those reasons were bullshit. You know, a lot of times those reasons were bullshit. Even if at the time I was like, I totally need to leave. Like you know, in in, in recollection and in, in reflecting back on that, I could have moved things around and been more responsible in other areas and made sure that I was in class. You know, um, and it really hindered my progress and my understanding of things a lot. You know, whereas like, you know, even like my brother, like has this natural aptitude for understanding movement and retaining. But like he's honestly like a lot of times he's in class more more often than I am. Mm -hmm. He's a student more often than, than, than I am. And like the teaching is nice and it can kind of conflate your ego. But then like if you're not training on top of it, you kind of pretend, you know. Mm. You're kind of you're kind of playing pretend. Like even though I can be a good coach and I can relay the information onto people, if my body isn't physically capable, what kind of practitioner am I? You know, mm -hmm. um, and it, like like you said, it was wasn't until I started getting into like the higher rent, like it hurt my knee, had my knee surgery, had to come back from that knee surgery, kind of buckle down, get my green sash, and then getting my green sash was like. Then the roller coaster started to kind of go go downhill. You know what I mean? Like I had to really push through those first few years as an intermediate um, and kind of get over myself. That's where like the really really hard times in my life hit, and not because of that. You know what I mean? But it did force me to have this uh, emotional reflection 
um, that I wouldn't wouldn't have had otherwise. You know, mm-hmm. this kind of like checkpoint. You know, where um, my bullshit got turned on its head uh, whenever I went there, and I was called out a lot. You know, and like and a lot of tough, 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 tough love. You know, like the emphasis on the tough. <laughs> You know, like the toughest love. Yeah, yeah. tough one through sixteen. Loved. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like now, but tough. Yeah, yeah. It's just all like Macho Man Randy Savage singing. <laughs> tough Listen volume sixteen, here, buddy boy. <laughs> the cream of the crop. Because <laughs> you know the cream it rises to the top. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do a Macho Man. Uh, I used to be able to. I'm going to beat Macho the Man Randy Savage. Dude, that guy, dude, that guy was one heart attack away from his sixth heart attack. That guy, you look at that guy, you're like, dude, your blood pressure is a million. Yeah. You are like ready to burst. Arteries are popping out of his neck. Yeah. Don't prick me with anything because I'll explode. Like he'll just fucking. Just the pressure of his blood shooting out of you. You can cut a limb. It can break skin. Yeah. It's like a laser cutter. But. That being said, you know, like as far as the training is concerned, memories of stuff is hazy as you start to understand more, right? You ever like get through classes and like you know what you worked, but you can't really remember a lot of it because you didn't really get the technique, right? And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, now you can be like, oh, we did this on Wednesday and we did this other thing on Monday and we did this other thing on Thursday, you know? Like it's. It's not even so much so that, like, you're not paying attention hard enough. It's that, like, you can't remember it because your brain can't understand it, right? Mm-hmm. So my, my my moving from beginner to intermediate, like, where, like, the beginner class really prepares you physically. And there was a lot of, like, working out being done and a lot of working out with your techniques. Then you get thrown into a Wednesday night Sifu Lloyd Mantis line draw class. And you're just, yeah. like, doing techniques down the, down the, down the floor. And it's like, all right, figure it out. Don't get hurt. You know? Do this jump kick. Deton. Kip up. Let's go. Move. You know? Yeah. And it's like, I can't kip up. It's like, well, you fucking better. And you just slam on your back until you, until you get it. You know? like Or like, you know, Sigong would have like, a, uh, doing head springs down the floor. I can't do a head spring. You know? And it's like, those days, I would hit that moment. I'd be like, fuck. I'm not working out enough. I'm not training enough. I'm not like I'm so bad at everything. I'm so this. I'm so da 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 da. You know, and 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 like and like I didn't have this. I didn't have like this with you guys. Like I like I have now. You know, I would bottle it in. We we were friends, but I didn't like express that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody was just kind of like, oh, stop it. You'll get it eventually. You know, like oh, you're being crazy. But like nobody realized the depths to which I was torturing myself. Right. And like I see a lot of people quit because of that or like give up entirely or just stop showing up to class and that's what was starting with me i was starting to not show up and honestly if i didn't have teaching as that and the demo team as that anchor back to the school who knows what would have happened you know who knows what would have happened um and then yeah and then uh then things started to progress and then orange sash came finally and i sat in that for a couple of years with my knee surgery and everything like that and then coming back from the knee surgery as an intermediate student was a very humbling experience because there was all this stuff that i just absolutely could not do you know but it forced me to slow things down and understand what i could so you got to take the good out of the bad right so then as i got my green sash i'm getting into better shape and my joints are getting healthier now things are starting to we're starting to come together purple sash too you know i have my issues you know purple sash um, 
I don't even like my purple sash. I feel like it happened so quick. You know, like, mm-hmm. it was like one year was in my purple sash. Red sash was in my red sash for a year, and like those years were just dedicated to busting my ass and training and being as classes and as often as humanly possible, and like retaining everything I could retain. And I feel like, it, you know, I, to compare it to like a roller coaster, you know, like beginner class is like the shuttle mm-hmm. <laughs> coming up to the track. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to go through something really crazy, but we're going to like, okay, we're on our way. We're on our way. And then like the first couple of years of intermediate is like, you're like, click, 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 going up and up and up and up and up and up and up. And you're like, how high is this thing going to go? You know? Yeah. And then as you start to understand it, you're tipping over. The hill, and you're like, holy fucking shit, what did I get myself into? And then you start riding the roller coaster, and you're terrified. And then all of a sudden, you just open your eyes, and you put your hands up, and you realize you're having a blast. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's a really good way to... Yeah, people get scared of the... People get scared of the the anticipation and the heights, and then they quit. Mm. But if you can, like, make it to that, like... And again, it's it's not a point in regards to, like, sash or anything. It's, like, just experience of, like, you get to a point where you... Real, have a better understanding of of what the training is and what the lifestyle of training is and where it can take where where you can take it, but also more more almost more importantly where it can take you, you know. Um, right. So, yeah. So then again, so you know, like getting through all that made me who I am now, you know. So all that shit that I had to walk through and experience, it was good for me in the end. Like people are so afraid of pain, but like. It's not that it put me through pain, but it was also like it, it was this difficult thing that I had to challenge my – this difficult thing that challenged me while I was going through difficult times. And it definitely helped forge me into a better human, you know. And now Ryan – so one of the things – we had our sesh ceremony where Ryan was actually presented his black sesh. And I was really honored to be the one that got to tie your sesh for the first time. Um, now, how we do it is – when you get your black sash, the teacher, you know, Sifu, uh, Sifu Greg asks you, um, you know, why should I let you into the temple? And Ryan, your answer was? Oh, God. It was a long answer. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, you can paraphrase and just say um, what it meant to you. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I kind of was talking more about how, you know, for my 10 years of training, you know, this, you know, the school and my, and the, everyone here has been my second home and second family, and I... Um, would not be the person I am today without either of those two things, and I really I would not be who I am or be where I am without without that. And then um, on top of that as well, I spoke more about what I would what my intentions are as a black sash to um, first with myself help develop myself and continue to evolve myself in the best way possible so that I can you know, really uphold the standards of the school and my teachers and be able to emulate that the best that I can and also help, um, help be a, you know, a, uh, hopefully a source of inspiration for, you know, younger sashes coming up and help do everything I can to help cultivate and teach the next batch of martial artists and hopefully black sashes, um, you know, and just on top of that, just, you know, help instill in them the, you know, the values that I was instilled and the mindset and everything that I was instilled that wasn't sorry that's not how you say that that was instilled in me by by the school and my teachers 
And then at the end, I said, LOL, JK. And then I ran out. Yeah, right before dabbing on him. Yeah. A little dab. Oops. Hit, hit the gritty Time on the way Time to do out. my Fortnite dance. <laughs> no, but it, it, it's nice. Like, you, you walk up and you sit and then, you know, Seal and Greg says nice things and talks yeah. about your test and, like, where he wants you to go. And then, so yeah, no, he says nice stuff. So, yeah, there's two Sifus holding Guandao's, like, preventing you from walking towards Seagong. And then once he accepts you, he says, you may enter. They lift, they separate the Guandao's and you get to uh, walk walk in walk up um i have the whole video of your speech by the way i might put that on the youtube cool when yeah. we make a youtube um the youtube but uh so there, there's that right mm-hmm. um and then you know another you know your 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 brothers tra- uh tie your sash on you for the first time to like welcome you in you know mm-hmm. so i got to yeah. me and Sifu lloyd got to wrap ryan's sash around him and tie the knot for the first time he's officially allowed sure you know yeah. so but it was very like, cool. like like you had said, you know, like the, for the past ten years, been a part of your family. Like you're not in it immediately, you know. It takes time to earn your place. So that's the thing with beginners is you've yet to earn your place. And then when you become intermediate or when you start getting a few years in, now like you're tested. Like, do you belong here? You know. And that's a hard path to walk. And then once once that you know once you you've been hardened by those trials then it becomes easier to continue. It becomes part of who you are. You catch the bug, like Sifu says, right? It becomes part of who you are. And then it affects those around you. And, like, that's your mission. That's, and I th- think that's great. Yeah, Sigong, when he was presenting me with my sash, said some really nice things, too, about, like, catching the bug, like you said. So I'm just glad that I, you know, have represented enough in a way where you could say nice things about it. So, you know... It's just cool to be a part of the school and good to carry the teachings with me and share them with the world. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. So congratulations to John on your high yellow sash. Congratulations to Laosha Ryan on his Whoop. black sash. Whoop. Congratulations to my fiance Jenny on her high yellow sash. Whoop. And we'll get her on to talk about um, women in the martial arts and, and how she feels being you know a, a female representing Shaolin. Um, and uh, yeah, so... All right, well, thank you to our listeners. Thank you to our patrons. Thank you to our Discord members and our Instagram followers. And this has been the Martial Mind Podcast.